Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Our Grinds Crew Podcast. Uh, my name is Darren Redwine. I am your host for this evening and always and forever, and I'll never give it up. No, right now. Oh, bad. <laughs> Uh, and it's great for you to join us. I'm here with my my two buddies, uh, Hammerhead Chef Tim and Chef Bo. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good. Perfect. Love well, it. Let me apologize to everybody out there. We normally do this on a Tuesday, uh, and I will take full blame for it. I was not in the area to give you the quality of programming that you deserve. So today is your lucky day. I am on fire today. <laughs> oh, in <and> fuego. <laughs> oh. Couple different topics like so uh, that'll probably pop into our head. It's been an interesting week of uh, talking to people in our hospitality industry. Uh, we have a guest today by the name of Nick Benedetto. He is a uh, friend of the show. You probably remember him from I don't know week four, five. Yeah. it's been a long time. Right? A while, four or five, yeah. It's been a while. A year back in March. So he uh, that, uh, that De Benedetto. What, what part of Italy is that from? You know, it's uh, it's a blend. The heel uh, of the boot. Grandma, <laughs> well, uh, uh, paternal mother side is Sicilian. Oh shit! And then Sorry. The, uh, paternal, uh, my dad's dad's side, and then my mom's side is all more northern. So Naples, Milan. Uh, hence, I end up with the fair complected, and my brother, and my dad, can brown. And tan very nicely, and I just burn. <laughs> well, so, isn't uh, everything uh, Naples South is considered South? Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I've got more of the Northern, yeah. and then uh, uh, some of the Southern. Yeah, but you're all Italian, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. That's it's a rarity. It's getting harder. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of purebreds. Mm -hmm. not, not a lot of purebreds. A lot more mutts. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's yeah. hard. That's such so, an endearing term. I know. It's like a rescue mud. <laughs> so now that we uh, jumped over to that, I guess that was important for Hammerhead to know no. that that uh, lineage. It was a good question. No, it's okay. Yeah. I know I'm coming off with a tone of uh, we wasted time, but that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. It isn't. <laughs> It was important. Wow. I totally get it. Wow. <laughs> so with that said, welcome. Nick. It's good to have you back. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. It's a pleasure mm -hmm. to be back. We uh, don't necessarily have something specific for you at this time, other than we enjoyed our conversation with you. So we're glad mm -hmm. you could make it. It looks like Tim is either frozen or giving me a. a I'm not frozen. I'm just giving you shit for, for, for saying that that was so important for me. So I thought I'd play the frozen game with you. <laughs> okay, you did it well. It looked that was good. Held it. it was good. In that frozen state, is there something else you want to talk about other than his Italian background? Anything? Uh, pasta. Oh, you want to finish the pasta? Let's finish. Yeah. Keep, I want to finish keep it in Italian. Keep it in Italian. Okay. All right. You can. Now, one of the things I was going to say regarding the fresh pasta is that uh, I get um, uh, from uh, one of my food purveyors, I will buy a case of the pasta sheets. Mm -hmm. And it's a case of frozen sheets that people use for lasagna. And those work fantastic for cutting. And, and you don't have to really uh, do much, but you could either roll it through your your uh, hand uh, crank, uh, or you can use a pizza cutter and cut 
you know, Pappardelle or whatever. Uh, uh, you can use that for raviolis. They work fantastic. In fact, I had some on Sunday night. I, I made a uh, pappardelle with um, uh, meatballs, and it was absolutely fantastic, and the stuff cooks up great. Okay. Cool. But I think the question I was going for, or the answer I was looking for, would you start buying that in your restaurant, or would you stick with the dry? I'd stick with the dry except for pappardelle. I would do yeah. that for that because, you know, even when you buy the good, high-quality stuff, stuff breaks. So in your guys' opinion, fresh pasta is not worth over the dry pasta. Once you counter, uh, once you factor in labor, consistency, quality, uh, all that stuff, it's it doesn't well, outweigh. Well, take take out take out the labor. It shows up nested ten pound boxes, gas flush, fourteen day shelf life, refrigerated. Yeah. No, worth it is the key. You you just said so. You're saying it's not worth it. Uh, I don't I'm know. I'm wondering I, if it's worth it. Yeah, it may be, but you you have. Oh man, that's a good I, I had some other questions. I had some other conversations with some of the hardcore chefs, and they love playing with it. They said it I clings to the sauce great. Well, yeah. Bite when it snaps is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we have a sense of pride with it when we tell people, yes, it's it's fresh made pasta. It's never frozen. It's not dry, and it's ready to go. Also, I was just curious what you guys thought as the culinary experts on this program. There's pros and cons. I mean, look, I would I would probably stick with the dry for some of the middle of the road stuff if I'm doing a lot of pastas, right? I'm obviously thinking I'm doing a lot of pastas, but maybe for some signature dishes, yeah, go with the fresh, you know, to get that separation because the signature stuff you're going to charge a premium dollar for, so you can absorb that cost. Um, you know? Okay, and so then, you would go with maybe a different type of a die cut where you, it's a specialty, yeah, type looking. Or if pasta, I was, it would just be a spaghetti. Yeah, no, not just a spaghetti, but to Hammerhead's point, like you can out of that sheet, you can do knife noodles, right? You know, there's a certain you know Asian style that they're knife noodles that right. you can cut down. So that would be out of a fresh, right? Or the pepper dough that would be out of a fresh, something in a signature that you know separates you from the competition. Absolutely, use the fresh, but you're spent well, tonight. You're, your spaghetti, your penne. Fresh stuffed lobster ravioli. Is this oh, an Uber man. Eats commercial? Are you getting that with tomato oh, sauce? Oh man, it might be if they want to sponsor. I'll tell you, I was at I was at a place today. Yeah, and they gave me a butternut squash. Actually, they're one of the Ooh. best sellers still in March. A stuffed butternut squash ravioli. That sounds good. And and then she was she uh, also says that she does the black ink squid. Mm. She does it on different sides. Mm. She did a confetti pasta, which was a huge hit. Uh, it was just different. So I'm wondering. Does she do, does she do all this in house every day? In house every day. I saw the whole production facility today. It's cool. Wow. Wow. See, that's where I think it makes sense. Facility, not the restaurant that sells it. No, this is the manufacturing plant. That's why I was curious to and asking chefs: Is that something worth something uh, like that? Yeah. For, for something like that for specialty or? stuff? Absolutely. There's absolutely a market for that. But if you want me to get fresh rigatoni for a baked rigatoni, eh. The Barilla, the no. Checo is just as good. Okay. You know, you know I mean, it really depends on the application and the price point. And so I had another that... conversation today. Thank you for that feedback. Was somebody else with that? Oh, I say, or is some of it lost on the diner if you're in the wrong, if it's not used in the right concept? There's a concept out here um, that he goes, oh, I get my fresh pasta from such and such and does this and that. It's, oh, okay, well, is it generating more? revenue for you is it a draw or is it just you get to say you do it that's kind of where the question is my question was is it worth is the juice worth the squeeze i guess i should say 
Uh, well, that, from what they're saying, no. Okay. Uh, stick with the dry. I will continue to sell crap because crap sells. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bitter mayor of Bitterville. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a couple things that are coming up. Uh, All right. As we reopen. All right. We got mass mandates that have dropped. Boom. We're going to talk about the Southern California market, but I think it applies everywhere now. Yeah. Which would be what the New Yorks, the Oregons, the Washingtons, those yeah. are the last holdouts. Yep. Uh, yeah, Texas, Florida, the South, I think, got rid of them a long time ago. I don't think Florida has had a mask on in two years. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. So now that we, let's talk about Southern California. As far as we, um, as we open up, if you guys were in the catering business, are you guys looking for a good year? What would you do differently now that you see things open up? Would you expand your menu base or would you keep it tight and right? Um, how are you going to handle the labor shortage? Because that's still a big deal, too. As we see more people go out and spending money, everybody's doing well, but we just can't keep up with the demand. right? We still have people that don't show up to work. I'm still talking to customers that say they interview somebody, then within two days, they're already quitting. Mm -hmm. uh, they're still out there that people interview, come in, look great, uh, and then the very next shift, don't show up. It's been interesting. I was speaking to somebody else. And they said, yes, I had a guy text me. This is coming from a chef. Text me that he was coming down. It was five minutes before his shift. He says, I'm parking. And then 20 minutes later, the guy goes, where are you at? He says, I couldn't find parking. I don't want to work. <laughs> it was a true story. True story. So do you think wow. they're saying, what are you going to do, fire me? You guys can't find I, any help anyway. I, I don't know. I'll just find something else. This is, uh, this is too hard to even show up just to find parking for this place. And, no, and it's a little I'm bit saying, difficult to park. There's a little bit of a walk, but it's I'm, unbelievable. I'm saying as the chef or the GM or whatever, I mean, what are they going to do? Is the GM going to fire me because I didn't show up for work today because I couldn't find a parking spot? I mean, I know they can't find anybody anyway. So if I don't come to work today and I show up tomorrow for the job, what are they going to say to me? Ooh, you can't do this. Is that what? Is that the mindset? I, I don't know. I don't know what the mindset is, to be honest with you, because in this situation, the guy obviously went there, applied for it, knew where it was, knew how to have the park, so it was nothing new. Uh, so I guess he just figures, just wasn't feeling it, and so it's so easy to get a job. I'm just gonna to quit this one, take the day off, and just find another one another time. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But back to my original question: If you were a caterer and you owned a company, what would you do differently? What are your thoughts, guys? What do you what do you think, Nick? You got something off the top of your head, or or Bo? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. Go um, I would I would scale my menu to where no matter what the labor situation was, I could still execute. You know, if I know I got four or five guys that are tight, you know, and that aren't going to bail on me, then I would run my core menu around what those guys could do and what they could pull off. Because anytime I get business. The only way I'm getting paid is to execute, right? And so I'd yeah. want to make sure I could execute. Now, if I find a okay. couple, you know, a couple other guys, right, and the team builds a little bit, and all of a sudden I got you know two or three more solid uh, staff members, then I will expand that menu on what can be done. You know, now what does that look like? It's different for every occasion. You got tray pass hors d'oeuvres, you got you know appetizers, you got you know buffets, you got stuff like that. I think everyone's ready to get back in that in that scheme of things. I mean, I just saw the other day a damn commercial for Golden Corral is still available. 
So people are not afraid of the quote unquote buffet or the scary ass food sitting out for hours on end. So obviously if they're still in business, buffets are still a thing. Um, you know, but I would scale it up around that, around what I could pull off at a high level and charge premium dollar for it. Let me uh, challenge you a little bit on okay. that, on that answer. Um, and that is, isn't that what we would do anyway? Regardless, I mean, we, we're only going to facilitate yeah. the menu to the amount of people that we have anyway. True, but I'm thinking if I was a catering company, let's call it pre-COVID, and I had 30 crew members and I had an extensive book of menus, and now I'm down to 10 crew members, I'm going to have to go through that book of menus and, and scale it back, you know, to be able to execute. That's where I'm coming from. You know, I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. It's like, you know, because if you're pre, pre-COVID, pre you could have 45 people steady and another 10, 15 on call that you could call up and they'd be there. Hey, I need you to serve tonight. Send me the address. Boom, they're there. Now it's like, I need you to serve tonight. No habla is the response. I, I, who are you? I don't work for you. What? You know, you got to do around your core people. So most catering yeah. companies, especially the ones that you and I are dealing with around here, as far as in the kitchen goes, have less than 10 people anyway. Yeah, I'm talking front and back. Like, what you know, because I'm thinking action stations, you know, like, what, what could you really do? You know, can you do an action station? Can you do, you know, uh, I mean, maybe people don't want to serve themselves now, right? So maybe you have a couple of buffet attendants, you know, plus the guys in the kitchen, plus servers that are clearing. You, you know, know, what's great about that is that's how you get paid. Uh, you pay for that labor, you mm -hmm. know? Listen, I remember when I had my catering company, if you wanted a, a carver or you wanted someone that did, worked an omelet station, you know, it was an extra hundred bucks per person that you yep. wanted out there. Yep. You know, yep. and I was going to have those people working anyway. They, yep. they may have been working in the back, but now yep. they're working out front and I'm, I'm getting a premium for them. So I wanted to sell those things. I wanted to sell oh, a carving yeah. or a pasta or an omelet station. Yeah, because it was yep. what? Minimum, minimum two hours on the station, right? hundred bucks yeah. an hour and minimum two hours. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, the last, the last restaurant I ran, we had a private dining room upstairs. And if you wanted a bartender upstairs, it was, there was an add on fee and that was per hour just to cover the labor and, and little, little cheddar on top. Yeah. So uh, Nick and I were having a conversation a couple of days ago. Uh, what do you guys feel about um, the plant-based market? What do you think is happening there? Remember, we were talking about the stock mm -hmm. price of uh, yeah, awesome. beyond, 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 beyond's there down you like you want to fill 60, the boys in on what we were yeah, talking she, about. Nick? Beyond's down like 65% over the last six months. Like Why? they are, that stock is just, it's just, Darren pulled it up the graphic, it's just a steady line going down. Yeah. Uh, shares are just not moving like they were. Uh, they're, they're doing okay still in the retail segment, but their on-premise food service distribution is declining. Is it the added competition? Because there's more brands out there. Uh, really, I have thought. Beat them? I mean, you got Beyond and, and you got Impossible, really. I mean, there are some other ones, but that compete on a national stage. Well, here's something that is strictly an opinion. Right. In my experience in, 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 in no, seriously, like dealing with these are all opinions. All, yeah. It's, it's the right platform. Ooh, this is all, the right <laughs> you know, having you're worked saying. with the vend with those vendors, one is like beyond is not very, Hey, you've got an opportunity to work with this person and their multi units. And they, when you just want to talk about what their investment in into creating that partnership, 
they didn't like it's like we're beyond we don't have to whereas other companies are coming with a similar product doesn't have the same taste profile so that they can still make it their own and they were aggressive to build that partnership so now that business is going that direction um I don't know. It, well, other question is, do you think that, yes, vegan products are still up? Vegan, vegan menus are still up over the last four years, but is it slowing? Is it slowing? Like in Southern California, like how many new vegan restaurants are popping up outside of the heart of L.A.? The, the vegan standalone restaurants? No, there's not many of those popping up. But what I am seeing is a lot of vegan menu items going on existing Absolutely. restaurants that have been around for 25, 15 years. Because, I mean, I'm getting calls from, from guys that grew up in Brooklyn that own Italian places. And they're like, chef, I need a vegan recipe. I'm like, well, what do you want to use? He's like, I don't care. Just tell me what to do. I know it's popular. I know I have to have it. Uh <laughs> that, that's it. I'm like, I don't okay. Think about it. I just need to have something. I just need it. to have something, and I know you'll help me out. You know, I've gotten that call several times. You know, so even on well-established restaurants that have never played in that field before, they're wanting to put stuff on their menu. So I think the vegan demand is growing, and I think to your point about Beyond and that stock dipping is because of competition. It's not because of interest. It's competition. You know, and Beyond product. I'm sorry, Beyond. If you're listening, don't ever be a sponsor because I don't like your product. Um, you know, and, but there's competition that's coming up and just like anything, it's a competitive field. It's open market and better stuff is coming out all the time, you know, be it chicken. I know there's companies working on seafood applications. I know that there's, you know, breaded chicken tenders, naked chicken tenders, all this stuff's coming and, and people are developing this stuff and it actually tastes really good. There's a vegan shrimp out there that tastes like shrimp. Don't ask me how, I don't know. It's part witchcraft and science right but it's good you know and it's vegan it's 100 percent plant-based it's crazy right and so it's competition that's what's making them dip because beyond thinks they're coca-cola you ain't coke right you just don't get to do what you want and walk away and have a smile right well, that it's not another thing is like the trend is starting in july of last year i think was a, at a peak month? and then it's been steadily yeah. declining late june early july of last year they released their 3.0 of their of their recipe which is kind of completely different than what you'd had before it doesn't have that kind of signature taste for lack of a better term foot did they scare did what it tastes like foot, foot. boiled foot boiled gym sock <laughs> tastes like boiled gym sock hey, i want to go on record saying that i want beyond burger to be a sponsor because i like <laughs> no. beyond burger i do like beyond Gym. no just so, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Fine. They well, did their breakfast sausage. 50-50 split. Breakfast sausage links are actually pretty good. Hey, so is the uh, so is the bratwurst. Okay, oh, so as long as the patty as long as the patty's not the sponsor, then I then I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> they got meatballs too. Are they really meatballs? No, that's the question. I have Beyond Burger patties <laughs> in my freezer right now that we eat on the regular. <laughs> nice. You know, but the vegan okay. vegan trend is still there. I think it's competition. And with anything with healthy competition, products are getting better. I think Beyond's getting passed. You know, yeah, we have our the diehards, Hammerhead, and you, Nick. It's, but other people that are just dipping their toe into it, they want good quality product that tastes good, that doesn't taste How fake. How much percent are they down? 65%. Since they percent of their market share darren can you find since, the graphic since they released the ipo since they were since they I went can, I can, in a one-year high 
Okay. So, we'll so one year? 52 week high was $160.28. Okay. Currently, they're at $46.06. Oh, that's a real problem. That's, Sorry, $46.41 as that's, of today. That's, that's, well, they, wow. they've had some, they've had some PR. Oh, nightmares. As well. Yeah. Why? What, like, well, there was one, uh, I'm not super versed in it, but I, uh, one of the original financial backers for them is Bill Gates. And there were some things that came out mid to late last year about his involvement in uh, vaccines or whatever you want to say that uh, was tested on a certain demographic of people. And so that was like that community said, pass, I don't want anything to do with it. So now you've eliminated that sale. Um, and then they've had, uh, what's it? Do people really look that deep into it that they're, I mean. Sometimes you'd be surprised what, what the, 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 the consumer in a vegan restaurant will dig up to find. Like, oh, yeah. we can't support this. We can't support that. Um, the one, uh, you know, I have, I have, I know someone that has a multi-unit chain and he, he's focusing on whether he believes it ultimately or not is there are people that are like, I don't want to do a soy. So he's trying to find options that are not soy free. Well, that's not beyond. That's not impossible. That's not uh, even one of the chicken companies is like, we're not looking to do that. So we're, we're kind of like, well, this is what we're doing for now. He asks, are you planning to make that change in the next five years? Give us an option, develop it. Cause the technology is there. They don't want any soy. The, the, this person I know, he does not have, he want, he would like to be soy free, but he knows being a vegan restaurant, he's not going to get there, right? Because there's too many other options. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's one that's coming from one of the, one of the bigger players that, on the national side that they, uh, it's a pea-based protein. And let me tell you, it's a chicken and it kind of looks like a chicken tender. It's more organic looking than just that cookie cut, that circle, you know, that, that yeah. pineapple behind me. Uh, yeah. And uh, it tastes pretty good. It tastes pretty good. But it's a pea-based protein, so it's a little cleaner. It's a little lighter, less in calories, less in saturated fat, some of the stuff like that. Wow. So it's like the trend of people starting to look for that. Plus, to that so point, is it a good time to invest in uh, more restaurants or more vegan-type uh, specialty stuff, Nick, in your opinion? Or do you think it's pretty saturated? I think depending on what you're doing. Like, I think, I think certain, you know, here in SoCal, um, there's four that I would say would be considered a larger chain in terms of burgers. Okay. Well then, I mean, yeah, put one on your menu, but don't think you're going to watch a burger chain. That's going to be plant-based and be able to compete with some of a couple of them have pretty good strongholds on, on the market. Well, um, yeah. Plus when you got McDonald's going with the McPlant, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that much. Know. It's supposed if it hasn't already, it's supposed to it's soon. It's launched overseas, I think. I don't think it's yeah. here. I'll uh, research McPlant. McPlant. KFC, KFC has gotten in the bed with, uh, mm -hmm. with Beyond. Uh, oh, look at that. Burger King has got Impossible, I think, is who they yeah. partnered with. Beyond yeah. Meat. But see, but see, Del Taco was one of the first to make a change, and they did something with their tacos. And I think they've removed it from their menu. Well, at a 65% drop in, in usage, they can't be the only one. I mean, yeah. what's beyond what's, uh, you know, garden burger or whatever. What, what's the, are they all Gardena. down as well? 
Or like, yeah, like what's impossible? I think so. The conversation started basically around um, beyond because they were first through the door. They're the big dog. It's like saying Nike's having issues. It's like saying Starbucks. Well, there's other coffee companies. Are they all down? It's just Starbucks or whoever it may be. Right. Well, lucky San Francisco Bay and Dallas Fort Worth will be are in luck. They are getting the uh, they are getting the McPlant before anybody. Actually, they have it now. Started February fourteenth. There you go. Yeah, as a matter of fact, February fourteenth, it will be available at approximately six hundred participating locations in these two markets. God, that's, wow. that sounds awesome if oh, you were the owner of that, right? Six hundred yeah. units in just two markets. Jeez, that's cool. Anyway, wow. Uh, while so, while supply, I stand yeah. corrected. What's that? What? Uh, Beyond is still at Del Taco. They are. It, but price and participation may vary. That's uh, for Alaska and Hawaii. An epic Beyond fresh guacamole burrito. It says it's got 44 grams of protein. Things got to be a thousand calories. Uh, the McPlant was 510 calories, I saw. That's not too far off of a burger. Yeah, that's, good. that's not bad at size. all, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then depending what else you put on it. All right, well, so with uh, healthy options as far as uh, the make plant, what if we switch over to some labor? How much time we got there, Chef? We got about four minutes. So why don't we go ahead and take a break, a little pause, and because I want to talk about something else, too, that I just saw in an article right now that I, I think is important because of what we're going through. So sit tight, everybody. If you are watching us on YouTube, feel free to hang on out and see what the behind the scenes are. If you uh, would like to get in contact with us, it is R Grinds Crew. That's R G R I N D Z Crew at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us a message. We'll talk about it here uh, live on the show. And if you want to join in, send us your email. We'll send you an invite. See who you are. Talk about whatever you want. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, well, this is the Argrinds crew. I am your host, Big D, also known as Darren Redwine. I am uh, here with my my buddies, my friends, Hammerhead Chef Tim. How you doing, the bud? Down there in your lower left right hand corner, and then we got Chef Bo. Sup, peeps? <laughs> so I apologize to you that we did not do our Tuesday episode. We're coming to you live yeah, now, so hopefully you can catch up with us. We are. We did not take the week off. We just had to move it over a couple of days. But we're back. We'll get back to that Tuesday. So thank you for joining us. And for those of you that are just joining us right now in this segment, uh, you'll see another gentleman joining us by the name of Nick De Benedetto. Uh, he has been a, he is a returning guest. So hi, Nick. How are you? Good afternoon and good evening. Hello. And just so you he, all uh, know, he is 100% Italian. <laughs> yes, we discussed Italian that. lineage in the first half. We had to make sure that was pure. Yes. So, no yes. Half <laughs> With a name like that, we had to be sure. <laughs> so don't ask for red wine cups from or anything like yeah. that. Okay. It's, it's a lot to it. But here we are talking about some hospitality stuff. We mentioned a while ago about labor if you were behind the scenes. And our, on our YouTube channel, by the way, go to our YouTube channel. It's R Grinds on YouTube. We are live at this moment. Please send us a message there if you like, or you can email uh, us at rgrindscrew at gmail.com. 
and uh, we can have a chat. You can join us. Just um, air things out in the hospitality industry. That's what we talk about all day, all night, and we enjoy it. We love it. We're still doing it. What was it, 30 some odd years for some of us? Yep. If not more. More. And uh, we got, you know, um, culinary experience on here. If you guys have some food questions or anything like that. And then, of course, you got myself here in the operations field like this. If you ask these guys, zero culinary skills. Yep. And I'm okay with that. I'll even admit it. I don't care. I pay people to cook for me. That's okay. I pay I pay people to serve. Take my food. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. So you get maybe some of you are wondering why Nick is here. Well, we do like a fresh I'm voice. And if, and if you want to come on this show and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, you're welcome to. But we also like him because he has a tremendous amount of experience in the hospitality industry. So that is kind of a little bit of a prerequisite. If you weck, wreck, that was my, my Porky the Pig in there. Right. You hear that? Prerequisite. At least have some type of experience in the hospitality industry if you'd like to be on this show. That would be helpful. It would be. But with that said, a long time ago, when this was going on, we had the conversation about robotics. Oh, God, yeah. I think, I don't want that, I don't think that's going to die down. And if you want to talk about as far as what we should be looking forward to coming to 2022, we're still experiencing the labor shortage. We're still experiencing people not necessarily thriving, going to the culinary schools and coming out and taking over the world. It's We're still having problems with people even showing up after they said they wanted to do the job. So at this point, we're now, what, eight months, nine months into it. And we think we talked about the financial investment if you did go robotic. Mm-hmm. You remember that, guys? Yep, I do. Mm-hmm. Would it? Do you, do you think at this point it may have would have paid for itself? We're still in the same spot. Pretty close. Yeah, Let's you see. think so, Nick? So, what, how well, do you feel about robotics? What do you think is going to happen here over the next uh, six months to two years? Thinking back to because I listened to that episode, uh, oh, there are you. some there, there are some experiences that I think cannot be replaced. Um, yes, you can have a, an automated bartender do whatever they're going to do, but there's a different experience when you're sitting at the bar top with friends, colleagues, whatever, to have that interaction. So it, it can't take it away. But uh, I was with somebody yesterday when they're like, oh, you guys know a bunch of people. If you need to help, you know, we're losing somebody in the kitchen. We need a sous chef. And the sad part is my initial reaction internally was like, oh, you're kind of screwed. Uh, because every, I mean, when I was still an operator in 2018, 2019, I needed help in the kitchen and it wasn't cheap. And I mean, like, that's when people start asking more and it's even exponentially worse now. So where do we see an end or do you have to start shifting to things that don't require the human hand to do something you can get brought in that's already chopped, already sliced, take some of that time out. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I got a kick out of Chef Bo's thoughts on your automated pizza with a pizza, something slapping together your pizza automated wise. Oh yeah. That like was one example you had. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't actually recall what I said, but I probably said it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the, the bartender piece is probably a big piece that you can't automate a hundred percent. You know, I don't, I, th- I think there's a blend there that kind of would be cool. You know, on a busy Friday night, one bartender, one robot. It'd be funny. It'd be a novelty type thing. But 
to Darren's point earlier, if you would have bought it a year ago, would it have paid for itself by now? I think in excess booze, therapy, stress, ulcers, um, ulcer medication, doctor visits, and the stress of hiring a bunch of people, I think it would have paid for itself if you factor all that in. Yeah. You know. The robot does it over porn. The mm -hmm. robot doesn't spill. Yeah. And, right? Or even the burger flipper thing. It doesn't need a day off. Yeah. You know, I was talking to uh, talking to somebody I know that owns a restaurant. He has a two-unit thing out here in where I am. He he buys his meat from somebody, uh, a meat purveyor, and that he's got a relationship with that owner. That guy picked up business and moved to Texas and invested $5 million into a machine that takes two people to operate, and it's beef goes in one end, they program what they need, and these five-ounce patties, you know, 5.33-ounce patties come out done. Form, da, 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 da. He goes, I'll make my money back in two years in labor and insurances. I'm not paying to have somebody doing that. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, I, I look at Fred. Fred was a big uh, influence on my career when I worked for uh, Starwood Hotels, which is now Marriott. But he run, he's the uh, general manager of a, a property in San Gabriel. And they were one of the first to launch a, a, a concierge bot. Mm. like a robot like big r2d2 mm -hmm. <laughs> but it carried things and it can go from point a to point b if you were in a specific spot it was and they were the first to launch that this thing would come while you're waiting in the lobby darren and they'll bring you over bottled water and some snacks while you're waiting for your room to be ready. right and there's something else and we, yeah it was a conversation piece it took your attention away from waiting but it also was that's what one less person i have to have running around the hotel so it's starting. Can't shy away from it. Do you think the public's so gotten used it? to it because of all the sanitation bots in the past 12, 14 months? There's a lot of places that are doing these sanitation robots, right? Do you think we got, as a society, we've gotten come more comfortable with that presence? Yes. And I'll tell you why. I was at this casino mm -hmm. and I was walking through the lobby. And there's a security bot. Okay. What? It, he was dressed, you know, he had the colors of an officer, a uniform, you know, a dome head, because his camera watching everything. And he was just cruising around the lobby. And you didn't feel threatened by it at all, but you knew he was taking your picture. And he was, it, yeah. he, I'm actually calling it a he. It was, <laughs> it was surveying you and checking you out a videotape and everything. And I didn't mind it at all. It would be was really cool in, if there was like was a robot. Casino that's near your home. Uh, it is okay. Yeah, uh, because um, that one in there is also tracking people that you know are they criminals? Have they been booted from the casino? It is taking the picture of everyone. You are absolutely right about that. Right, and then probably I guess probably running you then. Right, there's probably a database somewhere yeah. that you. Facial recognition. Mm -hmm. That's exactly so, what So let is. me ask you something. Is that a violation of your rights? No. I feel like it is, but you know what? You give that up when you decide to go onto their property. Okay. See, yeah. that's, I agree. Once you do that, they can do whatever you want. You don't have yeah. to come back. Nobody's making you come back. Plus, but I think you're in, public, you're in public view. You're in public well, view. Not There's only no that, expectation of a, privacy. Also, if that's a Native American uh, um casino they have sovereign nation so you know the, the sovereign nation status allows them to do pretty much whatever they want 
I mean, what are you going to do? Sue France? It's the same thing. Sue the you ocean. Try, you could try. I'm going to sue the ocean. But I think back to the experience of it. So here's another story mm-hmm. uh, of, of robotics in a way. So I used to work at this Navy base. Some of you guys may already know this story. I don't know if you know or not. But when I was 24, there was a, a company called the America's Original Sports Bar. So all your fans out there, if you've heard of it, one was at the Mall of America, but it was actually test run here on a Navy base. There was also one out in Arizona. And this was a huge keyboard that you would just plug your drinks into, which is where I met my wife. She was the bartender. And the personality and all that was coming across the bar, but she literally could just hit buttons. Like she was a keyboard, make whatever drink you want. She puts a cup in there, pops it out, puts it up. It, it makes it, drops the ice, makes it, puts it right up on there, makes another one. And we would go through, because when you get ships that come into the Navy base, they all want to just get out and get drunk and spend their money, right? We would be packed. This was a 26,000 square foot bar, which uh, dance floor, pool, uh, pool tables, dartboards, arcade, dining, the whole deal, right? And we used to pump out thousands and thousands of dollars. There's no way you could do that with free pour jiggers or something like that. And not one person complained if the recipe was right. And we've had those conversations before where if you work the recipe, the drink is great. Mm-hmm. Please install that machine in there 100% of the time you have the right cocktail. And if they want to pick a double, you hit the button, charge it with a double. You know, if there's room for it, you got to switch the cup because it, it did fill it up right there. But uh, it, it was a great system and nobody complained about it. They got just as hammered as they did anywhere else. But I, I think as far as the bartender goes, I wouldn't mind a machine at all. Now that I yeah. think about it, if the bartender is entertaining like they're supposed to does the consumer particularly care about the drink if it comes out right if the drink comes out right of how it was made no. would you and mask you but would you look away and go oh, those boobs don't look as good because the keyboard of the drink machine is throwing me off or would you right it's an oddly would, specific right? example i feel uncomfortable answering but i'll say <laughs> <laughs> You've got no problem you got me. It's one of the tricks, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Over the ice machine with the top down, the V-neck. Yeah. And lift your head up and have the conversation. You know that's all going down. If Unless com- I'm not woke. I'm no, not no, woke. you're you're definitely woke in that area. You're and, definitely woke. Yeah, and 100% transparency, at least for the first two or three sips, if the uh, conversation, the entertainment and ambiance is right, I could be drinking a virgin drink and not know it. I'll just be, I'll be fair. Right? Yeah. I mean... Okay. You know, but yeah, that's yep. part of it. But if so, if you have somebody back there who's kind of taking the orders, let's call, let's call it, and and entertaining the bar patrons and the robots making the drinks, I don't think there's a, I do not see a problem with that whatsoever. I think that's a win-win. Yeah. You know what? It would be mandatory in the service well. The robot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So your drinks going to the. Dining, dining room, room or yeah. to the cocktail the tables yeah. are made by the robot, but you, are you inferring that then the bartender makes drinks for the bar top? Bartender makes drinks for the bar top if it's that big of a deal for you. Yeah. Okay. If you don't want to invest in two machines, I just, service well as a machine. I'm just thinking for like the, the now in the next five years, I think the comfort level would just go be easier. The, the society would easily digest it if there was still a human back there to interact with. 
regardless of yes, the robots. I think that's all you need. Yeah. It, regardless, I think the robot could do the service well and make the drinks for the guests at the bar because they're just 100% efficient. I mean, think about it. We're pretty much to the point where we're ordering off our phone. Yeah. We're almost there. We're, we are. There's, there's a couple we're of new... Codes, tapping into the POS system, oh, yeah. putting an order, done. We don't even need anybody to pay. I mean, how many places now are scan the QR code and run your credit card and you've paid too and done your tip and that's it. And you I, get your... I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I did not have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it either. But you know what? There's a couple of new from my experience at all. There's a couple of bigger cruise ships that are launching this year from a couple of uh cruise lines. And they're like huge. And I bet you, I haven't looked at it, but I bet you that there are gonna be more than two robotic bartenders on those ships. So when you say robotic bartender, is the machine actually going down and you can plug in and no. make the drink? I'm, I'm saying uh -huh. I'm saying it's a bar, right? That just has a robotic bartender where you go up and oh, you punch okay. your drink. Just yeah, just it's just okay. you sit there, you punch the drink you want, and then the robot makes your drink and gives it to you with no Got human it. contact, with zero human contact. I'm saying there's at least two on those ships, and I have not looked. Tim, you got any thoughts? I hate the fact that that is a possibility for our business. Mm. Uh, well, I, do, I do understand it, and I do like um, how you were saying when you worked at the Navy Yard part where you would have that many people show up and you know the drinks were being made just that quick. Um, and then in large scale facilities in um you know like uh take a casino where you have a cocktail server uh coming around asking for drinks um and you know uh a robot you know it just getting punched in and robots making it and then she just or he goes over and picks up the round of drinks on a tray and brings it out to everyone I think I can understand that. Um, I don't like, uh, I, I'm not a big drinker, but um, you know, if I was sitting at a bar, I sure like to have a bartender making my drinks. I feel like, um, you know, uh, but like you said, you know, does it matter who's making the drink or does it matter the conversation that you're having at the bar? So I do understand that piece of it. When it comes to someone making my food in the back, um, in a small scale, take several of the restaurants that I work with. I would hate to see a burger flipper thing being back there. Um, I, I love the fact that there's a, a, a human element to it. In something in a large scale, I, uh, I understand that. And I am, am willing to remove the human element out of that. Okay, Nick, were you about to say something? Did we kick off? Um, I agree with Tim's point. I agree with Bo's point. But I, I think the easiest digestible way through this is the example you gave to where it is still controlled by that personality. There is that opportunity for it. But take a lot of the error out of the way. Uh, but I have somebody I work with now that he keeps bringing up. He's like, I want to get one of these robot servers. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you, mean, you, mean, you mean like just a giant R2 unit rolling around here taking stuff? And he goes, yeah, B3, I want to yeah. do it. 
he goes, it's going to be like 75 grand or something like that. And I, you know, did the math and I'm like, well, how many servers would that eliminate? Because it doesn't get sick. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. I said, but. No workers comp. Yeah, no workers comp, no injuries, no errors, nobody overpouring, nobody doing this. No drama, uh, no whining, no dating. No, yep. <laughs> you can hear it now. I need my batteries charged. <laughs> I'm feeling it today. That's right. Love. Uh, my left wheel Plug is sticking. In. Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I uh, I think it could be trendy enough with a certain concept. It would be really cool. Yeah. And and I think we're getting detached from what Tim was saying. You know, I, I think um, we're slowly getting to that point to where it's okay not to have some interaction, well, except for the person that is actually bringing you the food. Yeah. That's the only person you interact with. Okay, Whatever I'm, happens in the back of the house, how it's being made, if it comes out the way I want it, I don't think this generation's going to care. But I was talking to another yeah. customer today who was young, and you know, we were talking about space, right? They got into this deli, and um, she's working her tail off. She can't have anybody here, but yet there's a table for a seating of two with enough space for someone to walk in, a freezer, and a cooler. And they're saying, well, I have to run around and grab product because I don't have any space. And I said to her, what's the majority of your sales, dine-in or take-out? She goes, take-out. I said, well, that's the way the whole country's going, that you young people are fine with doing apps and on your website and on your phone. She goes, yeah. And I go, why don't you just convert this dining room to storage? Yeah. And she goes, oh. <laughs> it stopped right there. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's going to happen. You're seeing it now. I'm sure you did not sign a one-year lease. So what are you going to do about the growth? You did plan on doing more business, right? Yeah. Like, well, there you go. And it's just kind of those things like that where I think people are stuck in some of their ways, but the information, the data is all around them. And they're not just, they're not acting on it. It's interesting how we do that. That was something you were talking about a couple episodes back about people that are just stuck in, they don't like change. They're afraid of change. They're going to, keep doing i've been doing this for you know the whole pandemic i'm just going to keep doing this and things are going to get better and that's literally the definition of insanity right yeah. you just keep doing it over it's a different result, a different result. Mm -hmm. yeah. and it's not going to change so i have another somebody topic. i have somebody i work on. go ahead go ahead oh, i say he he invested in kiosks so one location he's taking out the register and it's going to be a touchscreen kiosk to eliminate, to eliminate, you know, uh, QR codes using uh, online ordering. So they have a, they have one of the platforms where they can just do pickup, do it that way. But then he's oh, that's one less person. I guess if somebody come out and say hi and do this and interact, but at the end of the day, I can focus my labor in the kitchen cooking. I'm very curious to see the next opening of a McDonald's uh, two years from now. What that's going to look like. I when you mentioned kiosks, when you mentioned laborers, robots, I mean, I think they're already one of the biggest companies on technology in their operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of footprint they grab. I wonder if it's being tested right now. You probably think it's being tested right now somewhere, right? I would drive you double lane, <laughs> hand probably comes out, throws the bag in your car oh. or whatever. Just something well, like that. Dumps it out. <laughs> <laughs> you better, better be ready. Matter, you know what? What if the, you know, like the, uh, Car washes, we drive in and it just kind of pulls you around. Yeah. What about uh -huh. McDonald's? You pulled up, locked in, and a screen pops up on your windshield. You just pick your stuff. 
Yeah, I mean that, yeah. that makes total sense. I mean, because that'd be cool. It is, that would be. It's it's basic. It's almost there where you walk up. You you. I mean, you do everything. Uh, yeah. You know, soon you'll punch your order in at the drive-through as well. Yeah, it's gonna be very I, interesting. You know what? I can see uh, a McDonald's being fully automated, except for like two people on a shift, like two humans, and the rest of it being just, robotic. Just whether it, right? whether it's your version of the drive-through and the order screen pops up on your windshield, or you go and order at the kiosk, the robot cooks the food. Then you have a robotic server with a tray, freaking brings it out to you, and there's just people walking around being like, "Hey, how is everything?" Just to like QC it, quality control. You know, is everything yeah. operating smoothly? And that's it. I, I can well, definitely I don't see think that. They're happen. gonna have the dining room. I think yeah. it's just gonna be a. I think there will be. I think. I think McDonald's is on, probably looking. To, how many times you've been to McDonald's? But I don't go to McDonald's. I don't oh. either. I'm, I'm, I haven't been to McDonald's in twenty years. Nah. All right. Do yourselves a favor. Do a drive by just peek at McDonald's. There's nobody what? in there. There's nobody in there. And nobody, nobody. There's there was one. There's one in uh, Rancho Cucamonga that I went to, and I, I, I had to run in. To pick up whatever, yeah, you know, take it picking up food. It wasn't yeah, to go to the bathroom, sugar. yeah, basically. But I'm looking around, I'm like, where do there was nobody to order from because there were two giant touchscreen kiosks to take my order and do everything right there. How about people dining? Did anybody stay there and eat? No, there was seating, but there was nobody eating. Nobody eating. And how many people were working? There were probably three in the back of the house. They got that model down. Three or four. It might have been four, and one of them is the drive-through person. Well, no, there's two people now at drive-through. One to hand you food, and one to take 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 the money. Okay, take the money. Right, and then there's one bouncing back and forth, right? Just kind of moving things along. Yeah, and and the thing would be that brand, I bet you, is strong enough where they will not see a dip in revenue. No, yeah, how they change. Yeah, there is people going, you know what? As long as that Big Mac's coming out the way I want it, the nuggets are coming out the way I want it. But okay, but here's the thing: the new McDonald's maybe don't have a dining room, but their existing McDonald's have a dining room, right? Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. have mix server bot, right? I mean, you just get rid of the freaking food runner and you put in the mix server bot. All of a sudden, it's a novelty. People may want to sit or, in and see it because it's or, a it's a robot delivering your food, or convert it to another platform. Nah, McDonald's split, ain't split gonna, the wall. They're not gonna throw mess with a that. Chipotle Junior in there. <laughs> Green burrito. Hey, it, it's March, isn't it? So that means the uh, the uh, McFlurry. The McFlurry. Oh yeah. The McFlurry or the Shamrock Shake. The right? Shamrock Shake. Yeah, the Shamrock Shake. Shamrock I don't think I've had a Shamrock Shake in probably thirty years. You know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do myself a flavor. I'm gonna go through the drive-through. I'm gonna get me one. And yeah, I you, know what you, you can get a large. Not like going to In and Out, where you can only get one size. You can get a large. Yeah, I get a large. I tell you what, take a take a look at Dairy Queen these days. Rebounding, yeah. man. Yeah. Cleaned it up. The McFlurries are on point. The chocolate chip fudge brownie. Oh. Uh, what do they call it? The uh, I don't know what it's called, but man, I'm I'm hooked on that thing. Oh yes, you awesome. are. I am, man. They and they flip it over. It doesn't come out. Like, ah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, how's that Peloton and, bike? And now you could do a DoorDash order. And oh, God. To Dairy Queen. Oh, my God. You're going to get diabetes and gout. No. No. What are you doing? Guys, the conveniences of life are getting fantastic. You I could literally put the order in and then scroll to the left or right, tell them to go to 
Walgreens, tell them to go to DQ. You can tell them to go to the Chevron gas station to get your candy. I mean, it's got to be a pothead stream. <laughs> That's what it's for. There's, I mean, there's, there's a company, there's an app that does that that's just for the randomness, not through DoorDash or whatever. Well, okay, yeah, but fantastic. there used to be that back in the day in LA where it was called Pink's. And you could call Pink's. What is it? It was called Pink's Delivery. And you could call them. And you give them the locations, like because they had a list of stuff they would go to, and you say, "Hey, go here and get this. Go here, get this." It was very kind of analog version of Uber Eats, Grubhub, oh, all that stuff. Instacart, is it? Yeah, that Instacart yeah. It, it would be the analog version, the rotary phone okay. version of Instacart, right? And you could send them okay. to four or five places, and they and they bring booze and food and everything to your house. That's how we threw house parties back in I the would, day. What was it financially worth it, or you just? Oh hell yeah! Well, you were already you were already you already drank through the first round of whatever you had, right? You're already lit, so it was like that or a DUI. So you're like, screw it, call Pink. (laughs) Yeah, it's much cheaper. Yeah, it's still be cheaper. cheaper. Exactly. Um, I do want because Tim brought up something earlier. You're behind the scenes on the show here. Uh, Tim, you feel there's going to be a unemployment sur- uh, surge or something like that? Yeah, three minutes right on that because that is a big oh, yeah. deal, which tied me into the robot. So, what are you uh, thinking? Well, believe me, I am no financial guy, and uh, you know, don't give advice for any of that. But um, and uh, I'm also broke, so um, just so we all know that. Uh, but uh, 100% of the time that oil spikes above a certain number, and I think it's, you know, 110 or $100 a barrel, um, we see large layoffs in the economy. 100% of the time that happens. Okay, so it's not like, um, you know, uh, we're looking at most of the time or some of the time. Every time it does that. And there are plenty of things that you can look up um i'm sure that will put graphs up that will show you that when oil gets to this amount um layoffs in the economy start happening and you would not think it you would look at what's going on in our market right now and how things are going you would never think that that's a possibility that oh what do you mean it's hard to find labor well, what if, what if it's uh, what if it's nobody spending because they don't have the discretionary money to go out and do that because gas is six dollars a gallon. Yeah. If gas is six or seven bucks a gallon, are you going to have the money to go out and and, and uh, spend it on food? Well, not only that, won't it shut down tourism as well? You better yeah. believe it. Travel. Yeah. Well. Oh. Kind of a heavy topic to end with, but I'm curious, and let's have this conversation another time too, because let's let's try to track that and see what's going on with it. Because somewhere it has to give, right? Mm-hmm. We're not seeing a lot of people going to labor. We're going to see some uh, people being let up, and the discretionary income is going to drop. So we'll keep an eye on that. Join us again next week at R Grinds. Uh, and this is the R Grinds crew. Email us at rgrindscrew at gmail.com, and we'll uh, respond back to you. Have a good night, everybody. It's good to see you. Later, Hosen.